Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, everyone. How you doing? I'm I'm good. You, you okay after the 4th of July? You didn't blow off any fingers or... No, but my dogs <laughs> were, like, probably schizophrenic now about oh, any noise. They're just, yeah. That's I mean, right. they wouldn't even go outside. That's something I always find funny in Memphis is that there's a there's a law in Shelby County that it's illegal to shoot off fireworks, and then, yeah. you know, people shoot them off. <laughs> Anyways, regardless. Anywhere you want, right. yeah. And uh, it's just sort of funny that there's even a law for that. Just just give it a rest. But, uh, you know, it, I had a good one. Went down to my dad's and uh, helped him out at the farm. And he's got a knee surgery coming up. So was down there with the family. Uh, the kids were riding go-karts and all that stuff. And, and I was out there cutting grass and doing stuff for him and, and just enjoying time with the family. So it was it was a relaxing time. We listened to John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> down there, there's not much Wi-Fi signals yeah. or any kind of signal. So... I was kind of humming my own tune as I was riding the lawnmower. So, gotcha, okay. but uh, no, I'm glad to be back in here. You know, after after the holiday and talking about another show. And, and one of the things that I uh, have been thinking about a lot and really wanted to do a show on was judgment. You know, that's something that uh, you know when we think about sins, usually your mind goes to the sins of the flesh or something like that. Something that's just the more obvious sin that that we may struggle with. But judgment is one that I know that everybody commits. I mean, yeah. whether if, if, you, if you say you, you haven't judged anybody, then you probably need to go to confession and rethink that answer. Right. Because it's just something that becomes, it's one of those sins that you wind up in the middle of before you even know it, right? Like you're sitting there and you're going, wow, why are they acting like that? Or what? A, I would never do anything like that. And, and before you know it, you're already judging others. And as you know very well, as, as the Bible tells us, that we're forbidden to judge others. I mean, Jesus has told that other you know again and again and again that that it's really not our place that there's mm-hmm. one judge and it's not us but uh, we can fall so easily into that um, especially when you've been growing in faith um, you know it's so easy to look at other people and go wow I can't believe they're acting like that or they're doing this or that and we forget a lot of times where we came from you know Angela is very good at that with me sometimes you know I'll, I'll say something out loud and she goes wow wow, wow. you sure have gotten high and mighty and all your and all your you know up and coming here lately or whatever it is and she calls me out on it and and i fall to it a lot so i wanted to speak to it today because i know that it's something that we all struggle with um you know and there was a a, a saint quote that i found I actually wasn't saying he was a desert father uh abba exantheus and he said a dog is better than i am for he has love and he does not judge and you know when you think mm-hmm. about that <laughs> yeah it's just that's it, pretty plain and simple. Like right, a dog does what we're called to do. You know, we're called to love and we're called not to judge. We're called to be merciful. And you know, there's obviously a lot of verses about this. You know, one that that I always go to when I'm thinking about this is Matthew seven one through five, and it's stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged, and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye? But you do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. 
And that kind of sums up what, what Jesus' whole opinion is about, about judgment, is, you know, be careful to, to think about what other people are doing wrong. You need to be looking at what you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. You need to be looking at your faults, your failures, and constantly trying to grow in your own holiness. That You know, we're called to live for others, but that's what he's saying there is, look, first take that beam, fix yourself, and then go worry about helping somebody else. You know, you're no good to anybody if you're not living what you preach. So... Stop being so judgmental, right? Stop looking at things from the outside because that's one one problem with judgment too is that we don't know anything about the people we're judging a lot. We see something, maybe it's a moment of weakness. We don't or, know the backstory of what they're dealing with. Right. right. For instance, yeah. you're in a grocery store and you see a parent that that's, a kid touches something on the shelf and knocks it off and then they go ballistic and they're screaming and yelling. Maybe they're even spanking their kid in public. And the first thing we go, wow, what a terrible parent. Like, I would never treat my children like that. Who would do that? Well, usually people that don't have kids do that. Right. Yeah. But but also <laughs> how quickly we forget when right. we're embarrassed and when sure. we're stressed out. And we don't know. Maybe that mother works two jobs and she's a single parent. And and she's just at her wit's end trying to get another thing done on a list of another things, of, of tons of things to do next. And so we how quickly we judge. And we don't, we don't see the dignity of that person all the time. We can fall into this just trap of, of judging an action instead instead of just seeing the person and understanding where they're coming from. Sure. And, when, and judgment is in two two factors. One, you know, mentally and external. Mm-hmm. You know, we can like James, is, his book's about, you know, you know your tongue. You got to control mm-hmm. your tongue and control your mind. Right? Sure. Wisdom, gain wisdom and control your mind. And he said like, you know, your tongue can be very dangerous. You know, like your tongue, like a, a ship's... Um, what do you call it? Strut, rudder. Yeah, rudder. Know, yeah, rudder. Mm-hmm. It, it it can it's so small, but it can steer the whole ship. You know, right. and if you don't speak truthfully, then you're going to run aground, or you're going to hurt people. But if you 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 speak kind words and you don't judge, then then you can go where you need to go. Right, so. and you you're exactly right. I mean, we got another verse here from James. It's James four eleven through twelve. It says, "Do not speak evil of one another, brothers." Whoever speaks evil of a brother or judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save or destroy. Who then are you to judge your neighbor? It's another warning, right? right. James is repeating what Jesus is trying to tell us in the first verse we read is, that's not your job, right? And be careful what you're doing because whatever you're going to judge people is how you're going to be judged. And we forget that. We so freely walk around and just and give our opinion on everything and how things should be done differently and how the pointing out the faults of others. But you got to stop and think: Do I want Jesus to do that to me when I die? Does He want to nitpick me for every little thing I've done wrong? Do I want Him to do that to me, or do I want Him to see the places where I've lived my life correctly? And when we judge people, we put them in a corner and we paint pictures, and we don't know how that's going to affect everything else in their life. For instance. We see that, you know, that person, the woman in the store, and it's you and me and somebody else, and I go to, to basically running my mouth about what I think, my opinion of how they're treating and acting, and then all of a sudden, maybe that becomes your opinion, or it becomes the other guy's opinion that's with us, because you're just like, yeah, you know what, that's, that sounds right, right? So, yeah, that person is a scumbag, or that person is a bad parent, or that person is, and all of a sudden, you've affected the environment around you because of your judgment. And it's, and it's not even true. You, you haven't even given that person the time of day, but you've already given them a sentence of being a bad Christian or a bad mother or a bad father or whatever it is. And now you've affected the people around you. 
And that's the danger of judgment is, is it leads to um, comparison, right? Like, man, I thought, you know, I was feeling bad about myself, but look at them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're way worse than I am. I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to read the Bible anymore. I don't need to work harder at what I'm doing. I'm good where I am because there's people that are worse than me, right? Or gossip. You know, you and I. And yeah, you're, rumors you're, and gossip are just as destructive. Right. Yeah. Because we saw something, we judged it, and now you go and you tell others. Why? Because we know that there's things intrinsic, intrinsically that are wrong with us. And so a lot of times what I've had to, what I've had to do when I've found myself judging people, and it, it's a tough, this is a tough thing to do, sure. is to stop and look at myself and go, am I seeing something that's being projected by their behavior right now? that is wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the reason I'm drawn to be so harsh to judge this is because when it's me, I want mercy, right? Like if I mess up, I want to be, mer- I want somebody to be merciful to me. I want to be forgiven. I want to be able to look past my own faults and failures and transgressions. But when I see it in somebody else, I'm going to be the first one to point it out. And a lot of times what I've come to realize is for instance, false humility. I've seen people in my life that I go, man, they're just, there's a, that's a bunch of false humility. Like they're saying all these things, but that's not who they are. That's not how they're acting when they're behind closed doors, all these things. And I have to stop and go, is that me? You know, how am I living my life? Is that how people view me? Is that why I, I'm so quick to recognize it in someone else? Because it's somewhere I'm failing. Mm-hmm. So that's another important thing that we have to really realize with judgment is, are, are the things that we're seeing in other people, things that we're doing in our own lives that we just haven't admitted to ourselves yet? Are we no... And we haven't, we just, it's hard to convict yourself of a crime, right? It's hard sure, to convict yeah. yourself of a, of a wrongdoing. Well, you're going to justify right. so you don't be like, well, you know, I wasn't that bad. That's right. Yeah. Well, when it comes to us, we, we forget where the gavel is, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we, like where everybody it? else is up, we're slamming that wooden that yeah. wooden piece. But, Guilty. But with us, we, we let it go. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, there's constant examples of that, too. You know, it, it, you could really say it's, it's like being a Pharisee, right? These guys that are... Look at me, I'm living holy, and this is the way you should live, and I follow the law to the letter, and look at me, but look at all these other people that have it wrong, and it is my God-given duty to make sure that these people understand where they're wrong and to change them. And that's what the Pharisees did all the time. You know, the reading yesterday with Matthew, it was the call of Matthew where Jesus goes and he says, follow me. What happens? Matthew gets up. He knows that he's led a life that that isn't what he wants to live. You know, people in that age, I mean, he's a Jewish guy, collecting taxes from Jewish people to pay to the Romans who everybody hates. So therefore, everybody hates Matthew. Well, he was also getting a little money on the side. Right, too. yeah. yeah. He right. Was no telling what all was going on with all mm-hmm. that. But people hated him, and he hated himself, most likely. So when Jesus walked up and said, follow me, he went, somebody sees me, I'll follow you. And then when he's in the home with Matthew, and he's with the tax collectors and the prostitutes and all these other people they said were there, what is Jesus doing? He's sitting there, and he sees the person. He looks past all of that to see Matthew because he knows this is a person I can I can use. Like he said yesterday, I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Right. And so he's sitting there looking past all that. He didn't judge. He just saw something that he could use there, a person that his, his beloved son, his beloved brother through the father, that could be used for evangelization for the, for, the, for the purpose of what he needed. But what did the Pharisees say? Why do you eat with these people? Why are you doing this? Why are you lowering yourself? They sat there and they judged from afar. And, and they did that over and over again. Everything Jesus did, it was like they were constantly not, you know, nipping at his heels, saying, why, why, why would you spend time on that person? You know, and it, it really, it culminated with, you know, in one, one, one story is the, the woman who committed adultery. 
you know, everybody there, they're ready to kill this woman. And what did Jesus say? You who has not committed sin, cast the first stone. And, and he called them out of that judgment. Mm-hmm. And so there's stories everywhere in the Bible. And I want to go back to that one in a few minutes when we're talking about the answer to judgment. But, you know, it's things that that Jesus, they, these stories point out to us about how we're supposed to live and how we're not. And when we're living like the Pharisees, we're definitely not living like we're supposed to. Right. Well, and, and you're kind of getting to a, a theme there, too, with the Pharisees. They were driven by their cultural norms, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes cultural norms uh, are incongruent with the faith. And you have that this coin of moral relativism. It's mm-hmm. true because I believe it's to be true, and therefore I'm going to behave the way I think it's going to be, I should behave, even though it's incongruent with your faith. You know, the, the, the saying, do as, a, as in Rome, do as the Romans? Yeah. You know, that's kind of the thing that says, well, you know, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'll do it anyway. Because, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's, it's accepted here, therefore I'm not really doing anything wrong. Right. But when you, you function that way, <laughs> you know, you start deciding what is true to you, and you start ignoring what the faith is trying to get to. Sure. You know, there's a difference between instruction and judgment. You know, the, the disciples said we need, like, the letters— Mm-hmm. You know, instructing the Church of Corinthians and Colossians and all the churches saying, this is how you need to be, brothers and sisters, you know, live in the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what he was trying to push. Not judgment, but also instruction about right. live uh, faithfully with Christ. So, well, right, and that's, it's, it's that old saying, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right, like that everybody wants to, to tell you how to live rightly, and but it's hard to live, and you've got to look for those people in your life that are living that way. And the Pharisees weren't, and Jesus called them out time and time again about it. He said yesterday in the reading, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Like you don't even, what you're telling everybody is not what matters anymore. What matters is being here and being present. And the way I'm treating these people, don't you see the example I'm setting for you? I'm sitting here with sinners and prostitutes and all these things. Yes, but why do you think I'm doing that? Because I'm trying to teach you that they're people too. And that you're judging from a place that you don't need to judge from. You should be concerned about reaching these people with love and mercy and kindness and all of these things. So that's really, um, that's what Jesus is calling us into. And so, um, you know, one of the things that when I was thinking about this, so whenever we do a show, I don't always just want to talk about the bat, right? We want to talk about, okay, so we've, we realize there's a problem and that it's something that we all usually, if it's a pretty, pretty regular sin, we all fall into. So how do we combat that? What is the answer to that? And so I want to spend some time on that. Uh, you know, there's a quote from St. Uh, Teresa of Avila that says, you know, be gentle to all and stern with yourself. So I think that's where we've got to start. Mm-hmm. Is to is What she's saying there is compassion, love, mercy to everyone else. Be harder on yourself. Get yourself right. Because like with Jesus, he wanted people to follow his example. You know, see what I'm doing. Learn what I'm doing. Practice what I'm doing. And then go do it someone else to someone else and use it to bring people into into the truth. And so that's kind of what she's saying is you can't, you need to be concerned with yourself and getting yourself, you know, as holy as you possibly can before you're going to go start talking to other people about how they should act and how they should live. You can't, you're saying things are not going to make a difference in someone's life. Mm -hmm. They're eventually going to look, okay, he's telling me all this, but how's he living? You know, it's like, it's like if I went around the country and spoke, you know, for all, all, you know, almost every week a year on how to be a good father and a good husband, and I'm never home. 
yeah, people might be might be enthused by that message, but then they're eventually going to look and say, yeah, but he's not living it. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we're not living the faith, we're we're going to find ourselves judging other people because, like I said before, we're gonna we're gonna be almost transposing our own deficiencies on other sure. people. Yeah. And, and instead of trying to fix them ourselves. And when you start to fix those things in yourself, then you notice you're not judging as much anymore. Or if you start to, you're catching yourself because you're starting to understand it's not my place. Right. That's not what I'm here for. I call myself judging just recently. Did you? Yeah. You know, for, for me being a convert coming to church, like Easter is a big, big, big day, mm-hmm. obviously for the church, but also personally for me because that's the day I came into the church. And, um, you know, most recent one, you know, Easter, uh, it's, I love it. I love Easter vigil. I know, I know it's long, but mm-hmm. you know, it is, it reminds me of my, my decision, my choice. And uh, I found myself doing what I should have done and judging others in the service. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, catch 22s of, of, um, welcoming people in the church that aren't Catholic, mm-hmm. but yet. A supposing that they know what they're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how we take the Eucharist as the actual embodiment of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, blood, b- uh, body, and blood. Well, when when people didn't stand up or when people didn't participate or people weren't taking it seriously, you know, it I I got offended, yeah, you know, and that's wrong. I mean, God can protect Himself no no matter what. But you know, I was like judging, like, gosh, this person's not even they're not even paying attention. I mean, this is like. You know, the it's don't being, they know what's right? In front it's of being them consecrated. Yeah. I mean, the host is being consecrated. I mean, this is this is like you're the the throne of heaven. You know, this is how important this is. You know, the supper of the lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, like just like a little switch came on, going, yeah, but that wasn't you a couple years ago either. Yeah, you know, and so it was it was one of those things where I had to like when I got on my knees and we were doing, uh, you know, we're, oh, you know. Come, I'm not worthy for you to enter my house. I mean, that was a literally like, I am not worthy for you to, you know, to come to my house, but just say the word and my soul shall be healed. Yeah. Because it was a moment of, of, of weakness that I have for judgment of others and, you know, and uh, being open and honest about it, it's not easy, but um, it's a fault. You know, we all, like you said, we all have it. Yeah. We judge it. Well, and that's, you know, thank you for sharing that because, I mean, I, I've done that too. You know, you, you sit there and you judge people and then how many, my, how many times have my mind wandered during the, the consecration, right. right? Like where I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, what we got to get from the grocery store, and I know what I should be doing, you know? So that's a that's a great and valid point, and, and it leads us right into what we were talking about. Like the answer to judgment is mercy. That's what Jesus showed us. And, you know, he basically, you know, you look at Luke 6, 36, it says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. That's what Jesus is calling us to. So back to the story with the woman that committed adultery. This is something that uh, you know that Bill Donahue and I talked about, and uh, you know he works with the theology of bodies, a friend of mine, and it was so beautiful the way he painted this picture. I've mm-hmm. read this story, I don't know how many thousands of times in my life, and uh, growing up Baptist, and I mean it was just we we talked about it over and over and over again, and you know when everybody else is standing above this woman, judging her, ready to kill her, right, ready to like they're they're. They're zeroing in on her temple to hit her with a with a stone. You know who can who can who can be the one to throw the, the stone to kill her. Mm-hmm. You know basically. So Jesus is standing there and he's digging the dirt. You know he's drawing with his finger in the dirt, and everybody's always so caught up on like what was he drawing? I wonder what that was. And but what we miss if we're not careful is everyone else was standing above that woman judging, right, ready to kill her, looking down on her, 
And what did Jesus do? Jesus lowered his posture to the ground and was looking up at her. He saw the dignity of that woman in that moment. And he didn't say, I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to look at you from a place below you. Like it just, and this is the God of the universe teaching us a lesson within that scripture of this is how we're supposed to meet people. No matter what's going on in their life, no matter what we see, that we're supposed to humble ourselves, not just to where they are, but to blow and to receive them is a gift in that moment and to receive that dignity of that human person. And that's how we're supposed to react to all of these things. Like it's such a beautiful picture. When he told me that, I thought, man, I have missed that. Every time I've read that, that I've focused on the things like, what is Jesus writing? Or, or here comes a part where he tells everybody off. But we miss the fact that he humbled himself and lowered himself to where that where she no longer felt like, here's someone who is not looking down at me, who's not judging me, who's not you know, wanting to kill me in this mm-hmm. moment. It's, it's why he's looking up to me with love and mercy. And that's what we're called to do. Um, there's a couple other, I mean, you look at John Paul II. You know, he's, he's somebody that always preached love and mercy and kindness and the dignity. I mean, we, the, the phrase, the dignity of a human person comes from his teachings. And what happened, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He was shot, you know, and, and they tried to kill him. His That bullet missed his major arteries by millimeters, they said. And what did he do? He went and he forgave the person that shot him. I right. mean, this guy told him, he said, I, I'm going to kill the Pope. And then he went out and tried to do it. And what did John Paul II do? He, he spent months in the hospital, sure. took him forever to recover. And what, one of the first things he did was go to that prison and forgive that guy. And not only forgive him, but go and continually visit him throughout his papacy. And it just, it just, it blows my mind that, that that's the way, I mean, that is the model there of how we're supposed to respond. We're not called to judge. He could have simply said, you know what, I want that guy killed. You know, just, I want him tried, I want him hung, whatever it is. He could have demanded to be you know, all kind of things with his position, but he didn't. He just said, this guy needs to be forgiven and he needs to know Jesus Christ. And the way he's going to do that is for me to show him a forgiveness instead of a judgment in this moment. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I could have done that, but it's what we're called to do. Right. You know, it's that whole splinter in our own eye, right? Because John Paul II probably thought, who am I to judge this man when I've, when I've fallen this way or that way? I mean, one of the holiest guys that probably ever lived. And he probably was sitting there picking through his mind thinking of the things where he fails daily, you know, and seeing that, that if I am to judge this person, then I'm looking past my own sins and, my own, and, and I'm going to be judged for that one day. And it's just this, this continuing message of mercy. And, you know, one of the readings, I believe it was, it's going to be this Sunday where Jesus commissions the 72 and they go out two by two. And one of the last things he says is, is, you know, extend your peace to that home. And if it's not received, then, then, then recall your peace back shake the dust from your sandals and, and move on. And what he's saying is, same thing, don't judge those people. Mm-hmm. Just just take your peace and keep it. Like always keep your peace. And the way you do that is by being loving and merciful and, and trying to look past these opportunities where the devil, because the devil wants to take that, right? He wants you to, to distract, he wants to use that judgment to distract you from your own faults, from your own failures. He wants to, you, you know, you're good. You don't need to worry about anything else. You just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and convince you with this false sense of, of holiness and all these things and keep you tearing down others. That's where he wants to keep you. But the Lord wants to call you back into this mercy and this love. Right. Well, and that's the thing, like the enemy does his best to keep you wrapped up in your, um, in your saying, you know, you were right about saying that, you know, you, you deserve what you deserve. And, uh, and, and if we're not careful, we'll, we'll listen to that. And we would like, uh, really do some damages of, of relationships and, and even within our own family, uh, because we believe that, you know, 
if I'm right, I'm right, and that's it. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to extend my hand out in peace. And and that's that's the danger of um, falling into that judgment. Right. right. And that's you know one thing that I've tried to do in my life is whenever that starts, I try to stop myself. I try to pray for them and for me. Lord, whatever is wrong with me that makes me do this, please heal that in me. Um, and then I think. You know, if there's a book of life, which it says there is, there is, yeah. and there's, and, and, and every one of your transgressions are kept up with, then there's going to be a lot of pages under John Edwards where I've judged people. And so in my life now, I don't want to add to that list. I want to, I want a list of mercy where I, where I said, you know what? I don't understand that. And I may not get that, but that's not for me. Like all I can do is love and try to be a help and try to be a good influence and pray. You know, a lot of times we overestimate just, we try to jump into the mess and sure. fix things where a lot of times what we need is just prayer. You know, I've seen this, I've witnessed it, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna pray into this moment. Not that they're a better mother or a better father or a better this or a better that, but whatever is going on, that the Lord just heals it. You know, we don't always, we try to name things all the time. We don't always have to. Just to pray on someone's behalf is so powerful. And, and to pray for ourselves, Lord, help me with this. Give me the strength not to fall into this sin, Lord. I've, I got enough of them already without adding judgment to the list. and But it's something that we're always going to find ourselves um, doing if we're not looking to our own faults and failures, um, which the devil will use to right. cause jealousy, envy, all these other things that we're eventually going to do a podcast on those things as well. But if we allow him to use this, then we're going to go down a path that we don't need to. And, and it starts by your prayers, by constantly working on yourself, and, and where some people would say that's selfish, it's not. That's what we're called to do. We're called to grow in holiness and to be like Jesus. The only way you can do that is to spend that time on yourself. And then you start noticing these sins, these perpetual sins. They don't go away, but sometimes you, you win more battles than you lose with them. Yeah. You know, you start to you start to, to recognize these things coming. You go, whoa, 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 not today. Not today, screw tape or devil or whatever you yeah. want to call them. You know, I, I see what you're trying to do and I can avoid it. You know, avoid the near occasion of sin, right? That's what we're called to. So if you're listening to this podcast and you find yourself out there being judged, very judgmental, and, and it happens more often than not, we need to call ourselves back into that mercy, into the into what the Father has called us to live, the love and mercy. So in the words of St. Francis de Sal, those who look well on their own consciences rarely fall into the sin of judging others. So we need to remember that and practice it in our lives. And why don't we start that by praying right now? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, judgment is a sin that you have warned us about, yet it can be so easy to fall into. It leads us to gossip and comparison before we can even blink. Help us to remember that you have asked us to lead with love and mercy. And Father, remind us that whenever we feel the need to judge someone else, to turn our gaze back on our own shortcomings and desire for your mercy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.